Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast brought to you by Medterra CBD. You can go to medterracbd.com right now and enter discount code BIGMXRADIO15 to save 15% off every single one of your orders. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. With me on the line, we've got a very special guest all the way down from Santiago, Chile. Goes by the name of Jeremiah Israel. Jeremiah, how's it going? Good, how are you? Hey, dude, I'm not doing too bad whatsoever. We're all hunkered down. We're we're locked into uh, to COVID nineteen, the the pandemic of uh, of this century. It's it's crazy to think that it literally was like a hundred years uh, since something this like this happened. But uh, what it has done is it allowed me to uh, cue into a, a ton of um, motocross racers from uh, from this year, like this just generation and other ones. That are all in their houses. They got nothing better to do than for me to have them uh, come on my podcast and, and go down memory lane. And uh, yeah, I did. I did a little bit of that as well. I put uh, the two thousand and I think it was oh five um, Montreal Supercross up on uh, on on Instagram. You happened to see it. You were looking for two thousand and two. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to find it. I'm still on the on the lookout for that. But uh, that's what spawned this conversation. It's really cool to, to be able to have you on the show. Jeremiah Israel, a guy who uh, I saw race back here in Canada back in, I believe it was 2002, at the, uh, um, at the Grunthal Centennial Raceway uh, National here, here in Manitoba. So it, it's, it's all coming together, my friend. Yeah, well, I guess um, there's, there's a little more time at home in uh I've been looking to a lot of uh, old races and, uh, you know, being locked in and, and, and just haven't been able to ride or, or do any any training or just go to work like every day. Yeah. Um, you, you begin to find and, and look for things. And uh, from opening old boxes to uh, to just going through your files. And, um, and uh, it's amazing how much stuff we were talking about it right, right now that uh, – there's so much footage from um, all those years that used to be VHS, you know, and, and photos were on paper. And uh, totally, it's a lot of material that is, is I will say, I, I won't say gone, but it's, it's in the middle of uh, of boxes and, and, and you know files. And um, uh, it's interesting how uh, some of that some of that old stuff is uh, with all these days weird days at home uh begins to to emerge it's it's the ultimate rainy day there's uh you can't go outside you can't go out and enjoy yourself really you can't go go be active that's one of the things that's killing me right now uh you got to do home workouts and you got to start opening up those boxes um uh, from from yesteryear whether it's photos magazines you name it go through them uh, check things out go down memory lane and that's exactly what this podcast is designed to be is a bit of a uh, a trip back in time with one Jeremiah Israel a guy who uh, had some uh some a, a pretty a, a pretty good motocross career um obviously uh, down in Chile as well as coming to the states as well as going to Canada and having some success with the uh uh with the Blackfoot team um so before we get to uh to sort of like how you came to motocross uh the, the whole like and you're, you're coming up through the ranks and stuff like that uh what are you up to now how do you stay involved with the sport what is uh your your day-to-day life look like uh when you're not quarantined st- having to stay at the house well i i retire from uh professional racing um let's say three years ago 
my last racing uh, was uh, doing the, the Dakar Rally. I was uh, racing for Honda HRC, and um, it's been three years now. Um, I picked up the the family business. It's a motorcycle store. Um, okay. It's called Commercial Jeremiah's, or a lot of people or everyone knows us as uh, Pro Circuit Chile, and um, it's, it's been a, a family business that has it's been there since uh, early 90s, I would say, uh, okay. 89, 90. And um, we, we work with uh, a lot of uh, brands that I picked up and met throughout my racing career, and, and it's a really, really fun um business uh is, is tough especially at these times but um it's, it's gets gets me to to do what i love you know i work on something that uh that i grew up with and and uh it's got a lot of uh passion involved um so it keeps me busy and also gives, gives me gives me the, the opportunity to ride you know uh every weekend even though uh, I'm, I'm i'm a full businessman now a full businessman now. He's laid down uh, the throttle, but still getting some throttle therapy. Uh, what is the the riding community like in Chile, of all places? Um, two hours ahead of where I'm at is is a uh, it's a, a whole lot more tropical climate than ours as well. Uh, what's what's the scenario like down there? How active is the the racing community? What, uh, what are the tracks like? Um. Uh, Chile is, I don't know how much you know about Chile, but uh, it's a super long country. Uh, we have up north, uh, we have Peru. Right, um, And then, And then uh, on the west, we have uh, the, the ocean, the Pacific Ocean all the way down. And then on the east, we have uh, Argentina. And then up north, uh, uh, um, we have a part uh, uh, next to uh, Bolivia. Um, on the north, we have the driest desert of the world. Uh, it's called Atacama Desert, and then down south we have uh, Patagonia. So we have a lot of riding. In in one one very important thing, we have uh, the Andes Mountains. Yeah, I've um, actually seen guys skiing down there. The the Canadian freestyle ski team will go to Chile to practice in the summertime. Yeah, so we have uh, the Andes Mountains all all along the the, the border with Argentina and. Uh, that makes for a lot of riding. We have, uh, like I said, desert up north, so you have sand dunes and, and crazy desert scenes. Um, a little bit like uh, uh, what you can find in, in, in the east side of uh, California, I will say. Okay. Uh, and then down south, it's just like going to Canada or, or, or um, I don't know, going to Iceland. Um, you'll find you'll find amazing uh, lakes and 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 just a lot of uh, forest and green uh, Icelands. It's very. So you guys got a little bit of everything. Yeah, we have a little bit of everything. Um, and then the motorcycle scene here in Santiago or or north or south is uh, is pretty amateur. I will say we we have some some good riders, of course, um, coming up the rank. Um, but uh, we don't we don't have a professional motorcycle uh, championship like like I wish. Um, mm-hmm. It's all amateurs and and they're still fun 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 racing and and uh, there's a lot of uh, enduro riding and enduro racing. That's okay. uh, I would say where the mo- the the most riders uh, getting get into it because um, so, 
so much easier to go up and ride up the up in the mountains than than finding a good motocross track, you know? Okay. Yeah, that, that's uh, that. I totally understand that. Like, it's uh, um, like certain certain areas just don't have the uh, the infrastructure in place to host a uh, a full blown professional series. But you're obviously evidence that uh, the the skills on the bike are are certainly attainable. Uh, we're very successful a long period of time, getting some uh, some decent finishes in in both the states and in Canada. So where did this all start for you? Uh, you'd mentioned that uh, the the family business has been in the family since the early '90s. That's probably right around uh, when you were starting to uh, started to probably ride even more. I think you're a couple of years older than me, so you're probably still a pretty young guy at the time. Um, what uh, what got you into racing to begin with? Obviously, motocross uh, and motorcycle racing in general would have been in its infancy, uh, especially then. Uh, well, like like I will say, most of uh, of the young riders' uh, family, you know, my my father yeah. um, used to be a, a rider, used to race uh, motocross, and then he jumped on the rally cars, and uh, he was he's always been a, a real passionate man and. And he got me involved uh, riding motorcycles uh, at a young age, and uh, and then at one point we moved from uh, Concepcion, it's a city um, five hours south of uh, Santiago, and when we got to Santiago, at some point we went out to uh, to to watch a, a motocross race, and um, next to the to the race there was a little track and uh, a few kids riding, and there was they had this this um, rider kind of like teaching them and, and kind of like doing a school for them and and that's how uh, we got involved with, with this group of, uh, of fathers and, and kids and and out of that um, they begin with uh, small races and, and that turned into kind of like a small um, uh, mini mini championship and that's how at that generation, uh, grew into uh, racing, and and I started when I was probably yeah eight or nine, and and that was kind of like uh, right before that time when our business started. Our business started just just so you know the the history. Um, okay. Uh, we we had uh, of course my dad was uh, riding enduro and motocross and and real passionate, and and there was no nowhere to go and and get. Um, uh, a mechanic to fix your bike, you know. So he he decided he was gonna uh, build a little shop and 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 have uh, and have uh, a mechanic to to work. And he hired a mechanic to to uh, work on his bikes and his friend's bike. And and he made um, a business to pretty much uh, support his his friends and 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 and, and riders that he knew closer to home because uh, Santiago at that time uh, had nothing in this area where, where we live. Uh, we were a little bit far from, from downtown. So that's how it started. And, um, and that business just uh, went, went uh, from being a little workshop to, to a full-on uh, motorcycle shop now. Uh, we do way more than just mechanic today. Um, and but it's it's funny how the whole history of uh, of our of our um, companies is based out of uh, passion and racing and and just uh, everything that that we love about this sport. 
Absolutely, I couldn't agree more. Uh, motocross is something that, like, much like the the pegs of a dirt bike, they bite into you and they don't let go. Uh, and the passion that comes with racing a motorcycle, that throttle therapy that's needed every day after you get bitten by that bug, is uh, is something that lives on uh, in a lot of people's uh, work for the sport, uh, especially with, with a shop like your own, which sounds like it's a bit of a linchpin in uh, in basically cultivating the health of the uh um of the industry as a whole it, it, it seems to be uh really sort of entrenched uh, over the last 30 years of uh of basically making the the motocross uh and off-road industry sort of go in santiago yeah we always push to uh try to you know get get people to ride and and i also do uh some some schools and and try to help um People get into it, not only at motocross or enduro or, or off-road, but also uh, we support uh, people to, to learn how to ride a motorcycle. And, and as, as the way the world is today and in big cities like Santiago, there's a lot of traffic and, and it gets pretty crazy to, to move around, especially at rush hour. So um, that's, that's one of the things that we also try to support uh, people get 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 to to jump in a motorcycle uh and and save some time and and be a little bit more free instead of uh jumping on the bus or or the or the metro station you know absolutely like uh uh if you can ride ride a motorcycle for for pleasure and for function i think you're doing it right uh so where did this all start for you as far as what motorcycle were you on what was your first bike and uh, what were your first memories uh of getting on two wheels and twisting the throttle my first bike was um, a Honda QR50. Nice. And I remember I started riding um, just on this uh, grass field outside Concepcion way back. Uh, no helmet, no nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, it was just a, a, a super fun thing that I was uh, able to do and and uh, never, never thought about racing or anything. N- no one around um had a motorcycle and knew how to ride or anything like that so um it went a couple of years i will say two years before um we moved down to the the capital here in santiago and and we went to this race to watch and and my father saw this whole um thing going on and and these kids riding and and that's how, how i started you know we got involved and we we got helmets, boots, and all that, and I uh, began to ride. There you go. So and like obviously, uh, once you, you you throw a leg over the bike, you're never the same afterwards. Um, but how does a, a kid from from Chile uh, cultivate the skill set that you had necessary to to be able to race at the level that you raced at, and eventually, um, like break into like the the professional motocross scene? Uh, in both the states and Canada, like wh- how did you make that that transition? What what type of competition do you have? Where, where what kind of riding were you doing in your youngest years to prepare you for uh, for a, a, a professional career? Like albeit a, 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 like uh, a short one in the, in the states and Canada, but uh, you you raced for uh, the Chile uh, uh, international team, racing both ISDE if I'm not mistaken, as well as. Uh, um, as the uh, motocross to nations for a lot of years after that? Um, 
don't, I don't know how um, how to explain how it happened because um, you just when <laughs> when I was when I was, uh, when I, was um, um, I don't know ten years old, eleven year old, twelve years old. I was just uh, a kid that uh, I was spend riding and and going to to school and and doing normal life. You know, I, I always wanted to win and and. Since I, I my fifty CC days, I always wanted to win, and, and I hated losing. And um, on my sixty five CC races, I, I think I never I never uh, lost a race. Maybe I lost one moto, and, and it was to me winning was everything. And then on the eighty five, um, of course, I jumped into eighty five being eleven years old, and, and you got kids that are fifteen years old, and 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 you get smoked, but. Um, that was a big, a big part of uh, my 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 learning curve. You know, I, I always push myself. I think my father pushed myself, and uh, and I always always uh, try to be the best. And and I think my father had a lot to do with with how he 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 pushed me and also gave me some some um, some tools. Uh, I think I had a a trainer. Um, to kind of guide me and, and train me on the physical side when when I was uh, super young and and um, you know I, it was me the one getting up way early in the morning to do my workout before going to normal school but um, I have to say that uh, if 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 I hadn't, if I didn't, if I didn't have a father that pushed me that that hard there's no way you can actually get to see all that you know. Um, so it was a mixture in between a father pushing his kid and uh, the kid wanting to win, and and, and that mixture gave me opportunities to to ride and 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 do good uh, at a local level. And then when I was uh, 14 years old, um, this uh, trainer or mechanical trainer, this this guy that uh, was helping kids here, uh, put together this um, group of kids and and. And uh, proposed to to go to the U.S. with them. Uh, I didn't know I didn't know nothing about the U.S. besides being a big fan of uh, of Supercross, uh, Jeremy McGrath, uh, I don't know Johnson, Johnny O'Mara, uh, Jeff Ward, you know. Um, but uh, they they um, so all, three or four kids. Uh, we we got the chance to go with this guy, and we went to race um, World Mini Grand Prix in oh, Vegas. Okay, Vegas, yeah, okay, that makes sense. So uh, that was my first time I got straight up to to Vegas uh, that year, and and raced the eighty eighty expert. Um, I think uh, Justin Buckalo won that year. Yeah, if I'm not real. mistaken. And then uh, the super mini class, uh, uh, Bacalo got second because uh, Travis Pastrana won, being a little bit younger. Okay. Um, and I got eleventh uh, in the uh, in the eighty experts. Um, so I was actually, oh, it was a mixture of feelings because on one side I got smoke. Uh, that I, I was not used to getting smoke, and then on the other hand I, I was somehow happy that you know because I was winning everything back home on the 80, 80 class and and uh, that gave me kind of like something to push for and 
Then the year after that, we did the same thing, but instead of going straight up to Vegas, we we did a um, a couple of weeks, two three weeks uh, in California riding, and I I jumped in a in a one twenty five um, when I I just turned fifteen and jumped in the one twenty five and did uh, intermediate uh, that year one thirty five intermediate, and I think I also finished eleventh that that year, and um, the year. After that, um, I moved finally to the U.S. Uh, for a couple months with uh, uh, Kelly Andrews. I don't know if you, you've heard of Kelly Andrews. It sounds familiar. I don't, I'm, I'm, yeah, maybe I'm, I'm remembering somebody else. Like, uh, refresh my memory. Um, short story. Kelly Andrews is a writer from uh, um, Hangtown area, okay. Northern California. Mm-hmm. Uh, super fast young kid. Um, he finished uh, his best was a, a sixth place in uh, Hangtown that one oh, year. That was really, really much. Um, and then he he was a, a logo pro, a real fast logo pro. And then okay. he got so in like in 1990 got, when it was super muddy. Yeah, he got a, a back bad crash and and spent some time out of it. And then he, when he he got back into it. Uh, he got invited to Brazil for for some racing, and he went over there, did good, made some money, um, and from there he went to Chile. He came to Chile to do a, a Supercross also, and began to began to do some um, championships. End up in Argentina back when Argentina was a super good economy. Well, I don't know if super good, but they had the dollar and the peso. Uh, one dollar was one peso, so they were making I don't know a lot of pesos. That <laughs> yeah, there were dollars at the end, and uh, he made a really good um, racing career down in South America, uh, in between Brazil, Chile, and Argentina. So uh, I will say he's a he's a, a gringo Latino uh, at, at this time. <laughs> Okay. And uh, back in that year, um, 96, he was uh, here training um, some kids, and he also decided to do to go back to California, and um, he bought a house, and uh, he decided to bring some kids from Chile to, to train and, and work with him, and, and I was one of them. Uh, and that's how I, I I got the chance to actually do a uh, full season of um, uh, amateur racing. So I did uh, the Golden States that I actually won on the B class, and um, uh, then uh, we did some uh, NorCal racing, and we did Vegas and um, uh, Ponca City. I also won Ponca City, and and I don't know. I I had the chance to actually do. Some um, some amateur racing for for a season and a half or so, and then that's how uh, I I was there already when when I turned uh, after that uh, Ponca City and and Loretta's um, okay. I turned pro and I just went went straight to the to the Lions. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. You were tossed in there. Um, 
throughout the your, your, like all of the the the, Mo- the motocross vault on racer x i look uh i don't see any uh any time where you try like i don't know if you, you maybe you tried a bunch and you didn't qualify for any that, that could totally be the, ca- the case but uh no supercrosses only uh motocross races from uh from 2000 through 2003 so basically four years of uh, of doing it as well as uh, uh some time um coming up to canada i believe that what was your first year in canada Oh uh, no! I did. I, I did. I did some. I did many supercars. That's the thing. I never really did good at supercars. Um, okay. Okay. For a couple of reasons. Uh, back in the day, there was no real supercars tracks. Or well, there were some privates and uh, and also the factory, but there's no. So I was just going into races, uh, training and riding at Glen Helen. So. Um, okay. I, yeah, that doesn't I, help. <laughs> I did get hurt a lot in. Um, the, the the one and only Supergirls that I did good uh, was actually um, Daytona Supergirls where I raced. Okay. Uh, and they, I they actually wouldn't have counted it because they took thirty guys. They, it's not it's not in the vault for that reason. Uh, I think it is. Check it out. Uh, I, I, let's see. Uh, eighteen and I did. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Daytona Supergirls. one Supergirls eighteen. There we go. Yeah. Okay. On Hondas. Yeah. Uh, uh, you, you had good bikes back then too. Was, were you getting support through? Uh, that was a uh, team. Um, is that a Blackfoot team that you guys went down there? Because you like they have you out of Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, no, wait, that's that's Ares, uh, Johnson. Uh, yeah, you're at Chile on a haunt on the the Blackfoot haunt. Is was like, was there anyone else there from from the team that day? Or was it just you? Yeah, I actually, I actually beat beat um, JSR. I beat yeah JSR at the semi race. Uh, he he wasn't happy. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I, had, I had a really a, good, a really good time with uh, with the black team that uh, Supercross season. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't my my best season at Supercross, and then, um, but I, I do I do really had a, a good connection with them, and and they liked me, I think. And um, Bill Tanner uh, back in the day was uh, part owner of uh, of the team, um, and then. Um, they they offered me to go and and ride um, in uh, in Canada. Uh, that was a, a big big um, thing because uh, of course I was jumping in, into a team that uh, uh, had the number one and number two rider. <laughs> so there you uh, go. it was a, a really a really special um, experience to, to to begin with. Yeah, absolutely. They uh, um, they. They had a fantastic team there. Obviously, those guys were on a totally different level. I think at one point uh, at Joliet, uh, those guys were one and two, and I think they, uh, I think they may have came around to get you at some point because uh, those guys were on a mission. Uh, how did it come come to that you would uh, that you would race in Canada to begin with? How do you make that uh, that connection? Um, that was uh, Bill Tanner's idea. He uh, because to me, I was uh, just super focused into doing uh, the nationals uh, in the US I had I have uh, throughout the years um, I had a couple times uh, offered to go do the GPs in, in, in Europe you know the motocross GPs I never really wanted to to me the motocross in the US and and the whole scene in the US was uh, where I wanted to be at and but but then Bill Tanner offered it and um and I didn't know nothing about the motocross scene in Canada. Uh, I, I don't until that day. 
I don't think I ever went to Canada and, uh, and he offered it. And, uh, I said, you know, you know, I had a really good relationship with, uh, with, uh, all the guys there. And, um, especially with, uh, JSR and, and, and Blair. And, um, and I said, yes, you know, what? Let, let's do it. Uh, sounded like a fun thing. I, I, I always in, in my life, I always, uh, was open to, go see new places and, and new culture and, and Canada, uh, to me was, uh, was something that I always wanted to go. Uh, I knew a little bit about it. Um, so it was definitely something that, uh, came into a, a good, a good fit for me. Fair enough. So what was your favorite part about coming to Canada racing? It's a, it's a beautiful country. Uh, I can't remember actually if whether or not you were able to, uh, if they came to uh, Grunthal that particular year. They may not have. That would have been might have been the first year there wasn't one. I think they tried to do a, uh, a an invitational race. Do you remember whether or not they came to uh, Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, and did uh, the Grunth- a race at Grunthal or no? Uh, I, I'm I'm pretty pretty sure we went to uh, uh, Winnipeg, Manitoba. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we. I, I, I believe so. I can't. I'd have to. I'd have to look up the schedule. I like. I. I know that it wasn't shortly after that that they uh, they took our national away because we were no longer part of the, the Canadian Motorcycle Racing Club, the CMRC that you uh, that you raced under. But like tracks like Calgary, Kamloops. Unfortunately, at that point, you also would have had to race uh, on the rocky soil of uh, of Nanaimo. What do you remember about racing that series? Uh, it was super fun. I mean, every single track or every single weekend will have something, something totally different. You know, the tracks had, um, different terrain, different, uh, jumps, uphill, downhills. It was super fun. Um, not easy to get used to it. Um, tracks were not, not really like the ones in the U.S., you know, they were a little bit more tricky, I would say. Um, a little and, narrower too, harder to pass. Yeah, and also, and also, uh, there were some pretty fast, fast tracks, you know. Um, to me, to me, it was a, a really amazing experience, and and I enjoyed it a lot. Um, it wasn't easy by any means, and and I met a lot of friends. I think uh, also, also had the chance to get better throughout uh, the season. Um, actually, the last race was probably my my best race out of all. And um, I, I did really had a, a good experience. I mean, uh, everything I remember from Canada is, is makes me makes me smile. So um, I definitely wish to go back sometime soon. Absolutely, no. I, we we loved having you here. You guys had fantastic looking bikes back then. I can only imagine they sounded awesome. Uh, of course, I believe any yourself all on two stroke CR two fifties. Those things were high strung and ready to rip. I believe uh, they were one and two in the championship that year. Uh, both Blair, your two teammates, Blair and JSR. Uh, what were the bikes like? Uh, CR two fifties. Basically, uh, at the cusp of, of t- two-stroke technology, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, you guys were head to toe in some uh, some pretty good-looking Thor gear. Uh, unfortunately, I think you guys were also wearing those uh, M2R helmets. Uh, that was an interesting look. How, how did it all come come together? Uh, well, well, on the bikes, you know, um, funny thing is, I, w- I was racing two-strokes in the U.S. with uh, with uh, the team, and um, when we came to to Canada. 
we had to ride one four-stroke, and uh, so they asked JSR, "What do you want to ride?" He said, two-stroke. Oh, okay. uh, and so they, they put you on the then. Yeah, so uh, they they both said uh, two-stroke to fifty. So and they looked at me, "You got you have to ride the four fifty." So I got I, I had to get used to it. Uh, it was a nice learning learning curve. Uh, the the team had a, an awesome bike, and and uh, I definitely definitely learned a lot through through uh, throughout the year also by uh, getting used okay. to the four stroke. That, that I think that that kind of also uh, was a learning curve, and that's why probably the last race I was more more used to the bike too. But uh, overall, we we had an awesome team and in. The, the the look the the atmosphere um even though there was a, a big big uh um situation and, and thing tight thing in between jsr and, and and blair of course by by the all they both wanted to win um i think they they had a good relationship and and i think uh or i i hope i i was part of uh making that relationship better too you know Absolutely. I'll definitely have uh, JSR on in the next little while here to see uh, if that, in fact, was the case. I'm sure, if anything, they were just more or less appreciative that you uh, you were the, you took the uh, uh, took the bullet for everybody and had to ride that four stroke. Uh, you also raced some nationals that year. Um, uh, I didn't know that you raced uh, the uh, uh, Steel City National at the, at the end of the year, but you, you start the year uh, Glen Helen and Hangtown. Um, I, I could have swore you were on two fifty two stroke for those races, but perhaps not. Um, what uh, like were you, were you racing the four stroke, and what was it like racing uh, uh, that year against um, like Carmichael has his perfect season that year, Bubba on the one two five, uh, and you're down there with uh, with with Blackfoot Honda. Yeah, I did. I did the the, the first two nationals uh, with the two stroke uh, that I was right. used to it, and then the whole four stroke. Uh, Started when I when I actually landed in uh, in Canada because that year uh, they they were um, factory or, or official Honda in, yep. in Canada uh, the, the whole Blackfoot team so they had to ride a, a 450 um, and but that that year I remember seeing um, uh, qualifying times and 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 Carmichael's just killing everyone uh, it was amazing I mean. I have so much respect for that guy and, and um, how how crazy good and how crazy hard he worked to be that good. Um, I'm, I, I'm I'm a big fan of uh, what Carmichael did, even though he was uh, smoking smoking everybody when I was there. Um, it's, it's crazy how how good and how far he he made it uh, in such a short career. Yeah, no kidding. Like the guy, literally that year, he wins every single moto on a CR250 that um, most people didn't dub to be one of the better bikes out there. The Yamaha was certainly a, a, a more uh, nimble machine. The Kawasaki, maybe, maybe the Honda was probably more more along the same lines as the Cowie. Uh, but the, like bars rolled into his lap, but it didn't matter throttle pinned wide open and he i believe i heard a stat where that particular season he won um, the motos by an average of 28 seconds a race that is Great. unheard of like, that is like that's you use like 15 20 seconds sometimes you see those types of gaps but like basically 
uh, a quarter of a lap every single time he's coming across was his average finish ahead. Uh, an absolute drumming. I remember listening to all those races on the radio like because they had the, the web broadcast uh, back in the day when you, they used to race on Sundays. Um, but uh, continuing on with uh, with the Blackfoot stuff, like um, out on the East Coast, there's lots of sand tracks. How was that four-stroke in the sand? Was it good? Or- I mean, the bike was good. I mean, uh, it was just a little bit heavier. And when, in, in back in back in those days, uh, the 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 whole chassis was a little bit stiff, and and it, it wasn't it wasn't as uh, as easy to ride and, and to move around as the the two stroke. Of course, I would say that uh, you, you know you grow up on on two strokes, and then one day you have to jump in a four stroke. It was kind of like special. Uh, as today, you know, when when you you ride four stroke the whole life is is just what you know. Um, so I think there was a little bit of uh, adapting um, that took me took me a little while, but I enjoyed it so much. Um, like I said, the team was uh, was amazing. You know, the the whole the whole people working on suspension and just motors and and everything there was uh, to me a really good experience because uh, I, you know. That was uh, um, the closest I had until that point of being a, a factory rider. You know, they they were really into developing their bike, uh, into making it better, faster. Um, so I, I really I really enjoyed the whole process, and um, the whole West uh, was was super fun. I mean, Calgary to me was uh, the Calgary track was amazing. You know, all those uphill downhills, those jumps. Um, I think also was uh, a lot of uh, cool places to to watch the race, so y- you can feel that um, that crowd, you know, when 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 the battling was uh, on. Uh, I remember that being super cool uh, on the Calgary track. No kidding, the fact that you guys have like the the basically the, the city uh, skyline in the background of you guys uh, knocking down laps at uh, at Blackfoot's uh, uh, raceway there. Uh, I think of the the name of the track at the at the time, but uh, either way, beautiful track uh, and, uh, and and an awesome year. Like 2002, in my, in my opinion, and in and around that time when JSR was knocking down those championships, like that was basically the the pinnacle of uh, the Canadian series. That's when the series was basically at its most vibrant. Uh, things were all like the. Dusty Clout was coming up through. Uh, you had Darcy Lange in there. They had uh, Hagseth, I believe, that year. Evan, or not, Evan Lawford, I think, had been up at the time, or maybe he was still amateur. Uh, but uh, uh, Jason, or not Jason Lawrence, uh, Red, not Randy Lawrence. Phil Lawrence had come up and he was racing for uh, Machine Racing. Uh, like you had Galdi up there. Um, and I, I have this sneaking suspicion this probably hasn't changed. I think the guys that raced that series, the racers, the people that were involved in the series, I think they like to have a good time between the races. Do you know anything about that? <laughs> um, for sure, the the whole atmosphere was uh, a lot more uh, relaxed and, and more fun than, than what um, what the U.S. Uh, professional racing was. Um I, I did hang out a lot with uh, with riders and uh, after the races, but um, um, for sure, for sure, you know, um, a lot of the riders uh, coming from the U.S. they 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 were uh, a, a lot more relaxed also uh, by being away. 
and um, and I think the whole Canadian uh, culture is uh, is a little bit more more uh, relaxed in, yeah, in that easy going people. I mean, I, I remember going to Stampede, and uh, that was that was a really crazy. You had yourself a good time then. You were you were yeah. in one. You were in one. You were like you're how old at the time? Like twenty two. Uh yeah, right around there. Yeah, twenty two, and Stampede was a uh, crazy partying all day, all night, and uh, it, <laughs> to be honest, pretty wild. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so like. Who are your typical running mates as far as like what, if there was like like a, a night on the town to be had like what's what's uh um what's Ryan Lockhart up to uh, right around then like what uh, you got to have some stories Uh I, I didn't really went out that much um as as uh, as probably would like <laughs> because uh when no, when not I was as saying much that... as those guys did maybe I don't think maybe you went out as much as uh as 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 Lockhart did, but like I, at some point uh, you must have if you, like you're if you if you went out during Stampede you probably had a good time. Yeah, Stampede was fun, uh, but my my uh, my good good times uh, were for yeah Stampede for sure. Um, also, uh, when I was in the West, I was staying with uh, Bill Tanner's uh, at, at Bill Tanner's house, so I didn't have a whole lot of uh, opportunities to to go out much, but. Um, when I went down to um, to the east, man, uh, that was fun. I stayed with JSR, and okay. uh, he 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 wasn't really a party boy, but I remember after um, the the Calgary Supercross, uh, I had a good night out. I don't remember all the details, but I definitely that was a wild one too. Well, if you don't remember all the details, it probably means it was a really good night out, especially in Canada. Uh, were you were you a single guy back then? Like, were you or did you have a girlfriend back home or something like that? No, 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 no. Uh, totally single, and uh, I was I was impressed with um, such a such, such a uh, uh, mixture of uh, of uh, uh, people in uh, in Canada. Yeah. You know, the West and all the East is so different and. Not only, not only in by language and and it's just uh, it's it's kind of like being in a different different country, you know. No kidding. And uh, no. I was amazing, amazed with uh, with uh, the whole uh, atmosphere in in, uh, in in Calgary. I mean, um, in in um, at the Supergoss at, at the end of Supergoss, we were now that was a big party. And but funny thing, I, I end up meeting some 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 ladies from um, from Colombia that that night. Of course, you go to Canada and you meet Colombian girls. Like, good job, Jeremy. <laughs> but um, the funny, the funny thing is that uh, you know that city is is it's got a, a huge uh, mixture of uh, of cultures too. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's amazing. So I, I really enjoy um, hanging out and riding. Um, on the east with uh, with JSR, uh, I think I also had a good a good uh, learning uh, process with them. You know, he's such a good rider and, and he's got a, a really good uh, work ethic and and he he works hard. So I, I had a good good time with him and I definitely uh, learned it and, and got better with just by hanging with him. 
Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, at, at any point during the year, did, uh, did you guys jump on each other's bikes during practice, like when you're practicing during the week, and you get a chance to jump on one of those high-strung 250s, and, and those guys put a little bit of time on the on the four-stroke, or did you just stay on the four-stroke all summer? No, no, no. I, 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 didn't, I didn't get the chance to ride the, their bikes. Um, and uh, to be honest, we, I was so focused on trying to get that um, four-stroke to – to uh to ride better and and to get used to it i was uh into into that the whole way fair enough fair enough um what uh what happened in 2003 like you get through that particular season i think you had a pretty damn good year uh some top top 10 finishes a lot of uh we certainly heard your name on the broadcast um when they were those were back on uh speed vision days in canada um but um, like I, I don't like your your results. Basically, like, you don't have a lot of results in the states after two thousand and three, or right? you don't have any after two thousand three. We don't only raised Buds Creek and uh, and Redbud in two thousand and three. I don't remember you coming back for uh, to Canada in two thousand and three. And if you did, uh, I apologize for not remembering. Um, what did where did kind of where did your career go from there? Uh, the thing is, I I did um, I did pretty good that uh, two thousand and three. Um, until I, I did good at Bass Creek and then, um, I read, but, uh, the weekend after I was doing really good until, uh, I had a crash, um, oh, okay. in first yeah, moto, seventh overall. uh, first moto got, I got a crash. My, my front brake got stuck and, um, the, the second moto, I just went out trying to make it up and, and, and do a really good moto and, and, and I also crashed again and broke my back. So it took me. That, that 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 crash and that um broken back took me back to to chile i i spent a good six months without riding and mm-hmm. that was the end of uh of uh my o3 season and then uh uh kind of got better and uh came back to the u.s uh and at the first national in uh sacramento that year o4 um First lap of practice, and uh, my throttle got stuck wide open in the face of a of a big, big table, and I just threw it out and broke my foot, and it took me a while to, to ride, and that brings me back to 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 Santiago, Chile again, and and that took me even longer than the back. It took me more than six months without walking, and uh, in that time, I kind of like realized that uh, you know, it was about time to 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 do something else. Um, it was a tough two years and, and I ended up uh, moving back and and I decided to go to school and university, took university. I began to ride right away as soon as I could, but uh, I began to race uh, the local championship here, national championship. And and, um, and that's when um, I did uh, the MX the Nations and, and, and then also I did uh, six days of Enduro, um, had the opportunities uh, – Put in front of me, and I, of course, I went for it, and um, and and then years later, um, I had the chance to do the Dakar for for the first time in uh, 2013 because um, um, uh, the, the the event um, was announced to finish in Santiago, so I decided, okay, this is my opportunity, and I yeah. I put together a, a little program and. Went out uh, chasing some some sponsors to 
finance uh, the project and I, I did and um, I did that first Dakar in uh, 2013 and and that's how I got involved into rallies um, that that first year um, was crazy uh, but I was doing super good until I will say stage nine or so that um, my bike um, stopped you know and uh, and I, I I actually finished that that one Dakar by I got pulled pulled by a by a a fan that I was uh, watching so I got lucky <laughs> I got penalized and everything but uh, but I was doing super good until then uh, I was actually riding a stock CRF uh, 450X build here in Santiago with uh, bigger tanks okay um, nothing special stock bike out of the, out of the store and um, and I was beating all the factory Honda so I. I got a call after the, the 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 race. I got a call, and I ended up uh, signing with the team, and uh, that's how I I got involved with the whole rally, Dakar rally scene. Well, there you go, and, and you were active with it for quite some time after that. Um, you you really do love like all things two wheels, right? Like you, you're you're just an absolute addict to this stuff. It's amazing to see your dedication to uh, um, just uh, regardless of what it is. Uh, two wheel, two wheel fun and exhilaration is what you're all about, man. You really love the community. Oh, I, I love riding. You know, I've uh, with with the whole enduro. I never really enjoy racing enduro in Chile. Uh, but when when I had the opportunity to do six days of enduro, uh, to me racing for uh, for the national flag and in the national team and all that kind of got me into it and. So I, I prepared that year uh, with doing doing some of the nationals of enduro here and and kind of learning the 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 way the way enduro goes uh, because it's it's such a different uh, um, such a different uh, pace you know you, you you go and and you walk the special test you don't ride them and then you just hit them wide open it's kind of like a, a super uh, special way of racing. And uh, and then I I, I got to uh, that one sixty uh, um, of enduro and I finished fifth. So a super good result. Uh, I got to meet uh, I got to meet of course uh, Johnny Obert that uh, I actually knew him from uh, back in the U.S. racing supercross and motocross and okay. and also I got to to see um, and connect with. Uh, with uh, Kurt Caselli again, uh, they they both did one one and two that, that year, and uh, I finished fifth. I finished fifth, and I was a uh, super good and and a great experience. But uh, I never really did uh, race enduro after that, you know. And then I just got involved with every single uh, weird thing that comes out of my 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 way um i i've been doing this uh big trail motorcycles um this past years and uh i've been enjoying that uh it's so much fun there's street bikes but at the end you know you throw them with um some off-road tires and then just go for it up in the desert or whatever and and i get to enjoy it anyway you know it's to me riding motos at the end is uh doesn't matter how fast or I mean you try to go fast but it doesn't matter how fast you actually go um, there's uh, all that uh, uh, happiness through through uh, through adrenaline and all that you go through 
Absolutely. Hey, I, I'm first and foremost the, the evidence that you can have a lot of fun and exhilaration by going slow on two wheels. I, uh, career B class rider, my friend. Um, but um, this has been an awesome opportunity to go down memory lane with you, my friend. The, my last one, sort of question I have for you is. What would you like to see, uh, obviously, once we get out of all this, uh, the COVID-19 crap, the, the quarantining and, and, and having to stay home, uh, what's on the horizon for you as far as uh, what you'd like to see develop uh, and, and what you'd like to put your efforts towards developing through the uh, the, the Chilean uh, motorcycle and motocross community? Uh, kind of where do you see it going and uh, what kind of impact would you like to make? Uh, that's a big, big question. Um, I will say that um, to me, to me, hopefully after this uh, whole crisis and this whole virus thing, uh, one, I hope that uh, a lot of people, or at least the, the least people, uh, lose their jobs. I think that's the economy is going to be uh, the the biggest part of this whole shutdown and. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's going to affect and and hit big times a lot of people. Um, so that's one one major thing that I, I see through through my business and through economy in general. Um, and then uh, as far as the motorcycle scene, um, I really do hope that uh, all the championships, uh, for example, Supergirls, they. They managed to to finish the championship uh, with at least a couple more races and not not finish it off as it is. Yeah. Um, and because it's, it's going it's going on and it's 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 on for sure. And um, and then on the Chilean scene, uh, we do have a big big issue with the federation. So um, for for now and and for the years years to come, I will say that uh, the main thing is to keep doing events, uh, more and more of a private events, and um, and keep getting uh, new writers to uh, get into it and 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 understand from a young age that um, racing motorcycle is about really um, being passionate about it, but you need to work hard um, and not only look good. Uh, because as, as today, I will say that uh, young kids are a little bit more focused on on having more likes in their pictures on Instagram <laughs> than um, than going fast. Actually, going yeah, or they're winning the races. You know, uh, they're they're okay to 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 finish first. I mean, second, third, or fourth. And um, I remember being um, young and 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 I hated losing and. There's nothing, nothing, nothing that I that I hated more. Uh, mm-hmm. To me, winning is everything, you know. And and um, yeah, that's what you need to be uh, a cha- to be a champion. You need to have that, I think. Yeah, but I, it's it's hard. It's hard to uh, to really uh, get get younger generations to understand that because um, mm-hmm. the world the world has changed and it has changed big time, you know. So hopefully we'll find ways and new ways to get um, kids mo- motivated to, to work hard and, and hopefully uh, we'll have uh, future, future riders uh, coming, going into um, the professional level. Uh, as today for Chile, we had a young guy um, named uh, Hardy Munoz that uh, went in to try to qualify. He didn't, he didn't make it and, and then he dropped it and came back. I've, I don't know why, but 
And then uh, in, in the next future here, racing super minis today, we have uh, another good rider from Chile. Um, that he's in the U.S. right now living. His name is uh, Benjamin Garib. Uh, that okay. I, I really, I really hope that he can um, he can come up and and make it to to the professional ranks and and do good. I really would like to to see a, a Chilean rider uh, doing good, man. Absolutely. Do you, at any point, do you see uh, any of those guys going up and and, and riding uh, and staying with Dennis Stapleton from California? I know he's he's uh, been really active with uh, housing a lot of. Uh, um, South American uh, racers and riders in the past, uh, young kids that are coming up through the ranks, is, is like, uh, do, like, do you know of any riders that take part in that program with Stapo MX, or is that am I thinking of a uh, a different group of kids? Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, Benjamin was uh, staying with him. Uh, okay, I don't know if he's sense. still, you know, I don't know if he still is, but uh, I'm pretty sure he was staying there until uh, all last year and. Um, they're all also um, these kids are also going with uh, Kelly Andrews that I was telling you about. I do know Kelly. Um, I do know because Kelly lived there. I now I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking because yeah. I stayed with Stapo Stapo uh, in 2018. I know exactly who Kelly is. That's hilarious. I, just, I, I didn't yeah, jog, yeah. Jog, my, jog my memory right away. Yeah, he's a uh, he's a Hangtown guy, like you said, and uh, he he got a bad injury, but yeah, he's he's. Uh, um, yeah, he came. He came in. Like, he made decent cash when he was uh, racing down there. From what I remember, like, I who he was racing with a bunch. There's another American guy that used to come down there and race a ton. He, like, yeah, and, and also uh, you, you probably met my my younger brother uh, uh, Nico. Nico, yes. still, he was uh, hanging. Yes, I he remember Nico. That, kid, that kid's a little pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> we, yeah, we need I know to get, exactly. We need he rode Suzuki's right. Uh, you still there? Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He yeah. Was, I, I was saying that, uh, we was, we need to get Nico to get uh, to get to train harder. But um, no kidding. Yeah. He, he was part he of was that. Like, like, a great little kid, but he was like, he's like a little bit of a, a smartass, and he like he, but he rode Suzuki's, right? Uh, yeah. Now now uh, they they all switched to um, to the KTM eighty five. Okay. Um, I guess they're bikes on that class. That's funny. That is such a funny uh, connection, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, I remember that that little guy. Uh, number, I think, three-digit number, 289, I think, I want to say. Yeah, 209. 209, that's what it is, 209. Yeah, good, good memory on my part. Uh, that's crazy. The, the, uh, I had no idea that, that there was that uh, connection there, but uh, that's cool. I think Staple MX, like, like Dennis Stapleton uh, from from motocross action the guy is a, a testing guru and he's uh for a long time uh has housed a lot of uh uh south american riders and and, and racers training out of his house uh, down there from uh, lake elsner yeah well when i was racing amateurs um he was a pro a local pro in um yeah in the northern california and uh, we always get to ride and uh he's, he's always uh such a such a cool cool guy you know and him and his his dad, you know. So I, yeah, I met him senior. I like at senior. a super young age. Super young age. So I I, I really uh, enjoy when any time I go back, I, I go visit him. You know, I, it's amazing how how far he's uh, he's gone with this whole riding and, and testing and, and working with the Max. Um, 
it's really cool absolutely well, um, where can people find more information? Follow along with you. Like you said, you're looking for some photos. Uh, I hope you do have some like some old gear, uh, like laying around from your from your uh, professional days, even like the earliest when you're in like early 2000s and stuff like that. What's uh, what's that uh, scene look like for you? I know you've been you said you've been going through some boxes and stuff like that. Did you keep a lot of stuff from back then, or were you just living in the moment, uh, barely keeping any of that stuff? Um, I do have some jerseys, pants, and, uh, you know, not a whole lot. I had a, a fire um, a couple of years back uh, in my apartment, and uh, it burned a lot of, a lot of my stuff. Um, but I do have uh, some boxes still, and I do have uh, some uh, JSRs and, uh, and Blair's uh, gear and, and, and a few others uh, that, I, that I got to uh, met and, and, and – um, hang out throughout my, my, my racing. Um, I definitely do have some old school, uh, riding. I think I have some, um, some, like my first boots that I ever had or things like that. Oh yeah. Um, I got mine too. That's cool. But, uh, you know, I, it's, it's sad that, uh, that, uh, back in those, um, those years, you know, uh, pictures, um, were so hard to get. And then, uh, videos was, was even harder, you know. Uh, and there's a lot of material that uh, was probably lost throughout the throughout time, and, and it's not as as, as today that uh, everything goes into into digital and into uh, an app or or just so much easier to keep it um, in your computer. So there's a lot of stuff uh, that I've been getting these couple uh, weeks in 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 this time at home. Uh, so I've been uploading a few uh, things that I've been finding and some old, old school motocross uh, here in Chile. And uh, if, if you find some of the good motos that I had in Canada, that would be awesome too, you know, get, get to have some of that into my Instagram um, yeah. just to keep the story alive. No doubt. I'll definitely be uh, on the lookout for that. Jeremiah Israel uh, from Chile, uh, here on the Big MX Radio Podcast. It's been a pleasure to have you on the show to go down memory lane with you, my friend. This was a ton of fun. Well, it was my pleasure, and um, I hope uh, uh, I get to visit um, Canada soon, and um, and I hope we're all uh, up and uh, riding soon uh, with without this whole virus thing. So. Absolutely. No, I would. I would love to. Uh, once this whole all the dust clears from this thing, um, if the uh, connections with the uh, if, if we could ever get the schedules to line up, uh, get you up here for a riding clinic or something like that. Get you up here to maybe to uh, to Grunthal, one of the tracks that you rode here in, in Manitoba, and, and I think that'd be a lot of fun. That would be amazing, man. Um... Thanks for having me, and um, let's keep in touch. Awesome. Don't hang up just yet, but for podcast sake, we're going to cut it off right there.